and welcome to today's episode of the One Year No Fear podcast. Today, we are diving into the five strategies that you can use to help you show up, stand up and speak up fearlessly, even when you don't feel like it. I'm your host, Sammy Blundell. And if you love these episodes I'm creating for you, help me to help more people by liking, subscribing and giving a review on this podcast so that the podcast platforms pick this up and say, hey, this has got some great reviews. We want to show it to way more people. I'd be really grateful if you could do that at the end of this show. So let's talk about how you can show up, stand up and speak up fearlessly, even when you don't feel like it. Now, whether you're an experienced speaker or you're just getting started, whether you're in a meeting or you're giving a presentation or simply having a conversation with someone else, speaking up can be challenging. But with the strategies that I'm going to share with you in today's episode, you're going to be able to communicate your thoughts and ideas with confidence. How would that be? Let's dive straight in. Now, the first strategy is about developing a clear intention. Before any interaction or event where you need to speak up, I want you to think about taking the time to set an intention for whatever it is you're about to deliver. So don't go straight into creating the presentation for it, you know, creating all the stuff. And yes, that feels good when you do that. And you have way more confidence when you feel prepared. And especially if you've got some visual things that you're showing on a PowerPoint or something, that feels great too. Uh, But if you don't create your intention before you get started, you can quite easily end up creating death by PowerPoint because your intention isn't clear. So Before you start getting into developing your presentation, I want you to identify what you want to achieve or what you want to communicate and then focus all your energy on that goal. And I want you to visualize it, ideally visualize it, see you speaking confidently in front of that audience, see the audience thriving and laughing at the right points and clapping at the right points and being really engaged with you, hanging on your every word, see them enjoying themselves, set the intention for what you want to create. Because when you've got a clear intention, it will massively help you to stay focused and it will give you the courage to speak up. One of the things that helped me Uh, an amazing, amazing mentor of mine called Gosha Gorner. You might have heard of her before. She is the expansion founder of the expansion game. She she just does the most amazing things. She speaks at my events. We've got an event coming up in April, actually in Birmingham in the UK. And Gosha will be speaking there. She will be uh, taking the whole audience through a process of how to become that invincible change maker. The one that says, do you know what? I want to take my idea from being impossible to invincible. So that's what Gosh is going to be speaking about at our next event. But she said to me once, Sammy, I want you to imagine that you've 10 times your idea and that when you go and stand on stage, you've got 10 times the amount of people in that audience than you've ever had in your biggest audience. What you to 10 times it, 100 times it. And at that time, we go back a few years now. At that time, I'd been speaking all over the world and I felt pretty confident. I'd gone from absolutely hating speaking like 10 years ago, terrified of speaking to actually getting out there and doing it, but still not enjoying it. The thought of it, I didn't enjoy. Once I'd got up there and I'd finished delivering it and everybody's coming and queuing up afterwards to talk to you and ask if they can interview you and all that stuff, that feels really great afterwards. But in the lead up to it, I was getting so terrified each time. And I remember her saying to me, I want you to amplify that audience. Imagine that it's, you know, 10 times, 100 times bigger 
than any audience you've ever spoken on before. And so I imagined it. And honestly, the fear that built up inside me was so tangible that it it started to have an impact on my physiology. And she said to me, God, I can see how this is affecting you right now. And I said to her, gosh, I really, I really feel like this is, this is a big stumbling block for me. I can feel it in my chest. I could feel it in my stomach. My mouth became dry, like all the physical symptoms as if I was actually stood there in front of that audience. And she said, right, now I want you to imagine that the whole audience are just spirits. They don't have faces. All they have is energy. And each and every person in that audience is this amazing, beautiful, incredible, bright white light. And each and every soul in that audience, they are there to watch you win. Because when you win, they win. When you're winning, when you're in flow, when you're giving your best, they receive your best. So they want you to win. And just imagine their wave of energy is coming up to you from the audience, coming up to you from the stage. I've got goosebumps now as I'm sharing this with you and the just the feeling of that was amazing I felt invincible when they didn't have a face and they were all just energy that was just so empowering and uh, and so I share that with you because if you can imagine that then maybe that's one of the things that can help you to overcome that that fear or that uh, anticipation of oh my god I've got to get up there and speak and maybe there's some anxiety around it so you know when you get really intentional about it just as gosh you got with me like be intentional about it see the energy of the audience not the faces of the audience but the energy of the audience that really helped me to get focused and start delivering from a place of energy instead of intellectual thinking, you know, intellectually, I knew that I could get up there and deliver it. Intellectually, I knew that the audience would probably enjoy what I was going to talk about. Intellectually, I could create the PowerPoint and I could make sure that I didn't forget anything I wanted to say. Intellectually, I could do all those things. But it wasn't until I started to show up energetically that actually my speaking took a whole new turn. And that's when the standing ovation started happening. That's where the, the energy that I brought to it was from a pure place of love. Like I just wanted to give, <laughs> just like I'm giving to you right now. I just wanted to give. It wasn't about an outcome or having to go on there to walk away with something. It was about just going there to give something. And the more that I give, the more I receive, the more I receive, the more I can give back. And so it was just this beautiful flow. And it all started with intention. And that clear intention will really help you to not only stay focused, it will help you to create slides that don't have a shit ton of shizzle on them so that the the audience are just seeing maybe an image of the feeling that you want them to have, not necessarily the words, you're going to say the words, but just the feeling that you want them to have and and using slides that express the feelings that you want your audience to have. So that's the first thing really is to get clear about that intention because that'll help you to stay focused. It'll help you to have even more courage when you're speaking up. And an example of this is even if you're not speaking in front of a live audience or you're not, you know, maybe you might be delivering a webinar or something. But even if you're about to make a video or if you're about to go live, just even think about that. What is my number one core intention for this audience today? 
and get really quiet. See it as if it's happening. See it, feel it, taste it, listen to it, you know, like, like touch it, reach out and touch it as if you could touch the audience and, and have that zing, that, that energy flow from you to them and them to you and you to them and them to you. And there's just beautiful, infinite flow of energy that's moving between you. The second strategy is, and you're probably going to go, I already know this already, but it is so true. Practice, practice, practice. You need to speak in front of many different situations. You need to practice speaking in totally different situations, in both a formal way and an informal way. And this can include, for example, role playing with a friend, or it could be practicing in front of a mirror. Um, you know, one of the ways that my Ripple Makers Mastermind members and One Year No Fear members get their practice is. We, we meet on Zoom all the time. We have regular sessions in the mastermind. We meet daily in one year, no fear. We meet weekly and we have the opportunity. We get into breakout rooms. You get the opportunity to get the words out of your mouth and get the instant feedback that you need. So instead of going out and creating something and wasting loads of time creating something and then putting it out there and thinking none of this is sticking, you get to find out very quickly before you've even started making it what that feedback is about. Well, if I could make this better, what could I do? What could I include in this? So practicing is a really important piece. I remember when I was about to deliver a TEDx style talk on one of the documentaries I featured on years ago and I filmed myself. I was in the hotel room, pacing up and down the hotel room, and I filmed myself just using my phone. And then I listened back to it and watched it from a a loving perspective. And as I watched it back, I was able to give myself really positive uh, uh, self-criticism, but from a really positive way. Like, um, you know, how I felt when you just said that, Sammy, was I felt really good about the story you were sharing, but maybe you could cut that bit out because it's not actually relevant to me as the audience. Got it. All right. So I was able to sift and sort and and st- because I'd got my voice out and because I could see how I was delivering it, I could also see uh, where I looked confident and where I didn't. And so I was able to remove the things that I wasn't confident in or that I'd gone off on a tangent. Um, that's not relevant. I don't know why I started bubbling off about that. Um, and I was able to cut those out. So when I got on stage, I was so much more confident about doing it. And it, I was just in complete flow because I'd rehearsed it a few times. That doesn't mean to rehearse everything so that word for word you are perfect. Because at that same talk, a very experienced speaker got up on stage And because she tried to memorize what she was saying word for word, she got about halfway through her presentation and she just went blank. And you could see that her face went blank. She ran to the side of the stage, picked up her notes, got back, got her, you know, the the thought back, the thought track that she was on. And then she came back and continued to deliver from an audience perspective that completely lost our engagement of from a documentary point of view of course they can edit it but when you're live you want the audience to feel alive with you and they don't give a monkey's chuff what you're about to say as long as it makes an impact on them so the more you rehearse something the more you're likely to forget and get more stressed about it the more you practice something the easier you're going to make it on yourself so just get that differentiation between rehearsing and practicing they are two totally different things so my favorite way to practice is to have as many different people as possible interview me or 
I will create the content and then I'll run it as a challenge. I'll do something where I have to get live physical interaction from what I'm delivering. And that way I get instant feedback in the moment of whether it's working or if it's not. And in my mind, it doesn't matter what the topic of conversation is, as long as it's related to uh, women, business, entrepreneurship, mental health, spirituality, burnout, any of the experiences that I've had in my life, I will be interviewed on any of those podcast it doesn't matter to me what it is that that they're interviewing me about basically any topic that I've got personal experience in I want to speak about it and you might be thinking to yourself well why not be choosy Sammy you're a branding expert you constantly talk about serving the right audience and getting out there and speaking to your audience but (laughs) when it comes to getting practice it doesn't matter who the audience is as long as you're getting that voice out as long as you're getting your message out if you've got something in common with the topic that's being spoken about, it's easy because you might have a life experience. You might have something that happened to you. You might know someone that it happened to and you coached them or guided them through it. It doesn't matter what it is you're speaking on. Every single time the interviewer or the show host is going to say, uh, tell us who you are and what it is you do. So you're getting an opportunity to practice what it is you do, how you're showing up in the world, what brand you're building or what your vision is. And you're going to get an opportunity to potentially reach an audience of people that might not be your dream customers, but you never know who they know. So I want you to consider, there's actually um, five things that I want you to consider as to why you should just be opening your mouth at every opportunity and not being choosy where it comes to um, speaking on podcasts. Yes, if you're going to have a physical expense to get to an event and it's going to cost you to travel somewhere or fly somewhere, then that's your choice if you want to physically speak at an event. But I'm talking about just speaking on podcasts, on summits, on anything that's online where the only thing it's costing you is your time. Just open your mouth. And here's five reasons why I wouldn't be choosy about where you are speaking when you're doing it online. First of all, you never know who's going to be listening to it. You never know who they could be best friends with. You never know who somebody in the audience might be the sister or the next door neighbor or you know somebody who's really close or works with your dream client so you never know who's going to be tuning in to that podcast or that show who knows the person that is absolutely perfect for you the second thing no matter where you are in your speaking career you always need to be up to date with your social proof you need to have updated photos screenshots of you speaking on another summit or another podcast you know get screenshots of you uh, talking to the person who's interviewing you sharing them on social media people don't really care what it is that you're talking about what they care is that they're seeing you speaking so you having that social proof all across your social media across different shows showing up in different ways you're obviously going to be wearing different things you're going to be looking different uh, each show looks different that's going to increase trust when someone is looking for a speaker with your kind of experience They don't want to mess about having to go and search all over the place to find the perfect speaker. If they uh, either come across you online or someone says, oh, you've got to speak to this person, they'd be perfect for your summit or your podcast. And they go to your social media channel and they see that your your, uh, feed is filled with you speaking 
they're not going to be looking at what events you've spoken at necessarily. They're going to be looking at the fact that you're clearly experienced. You know how to open your mouth and you're articulate when you do. If you're getting this many shows, if you're getting interviewed on this many things, then uh, you must have some good experience around that. The third thing, every event, every podcast, summit, webinar or panel that you contribute to is photographic evidence that you can add to your website and that you can use to promote on social media. I just talked about that a little bit just then as well. The more you can show that you are doing the action of opening your mouth, the better it is going to be for you. And of course, what that does then is the more, this is step four, the more of the content uh, that you use that you rename the image. For example, you take a screenshot. Well, instead of the name of the screenshot being screenshot one, two, three, zero, XX, whatever this, you know, long asked um, name for the the file is, you go into the, the, the image file you edit the name of the image file so that it has your name in it and either the name of the podcast or the name of the summit or whatever it is that you've spoken on. I would put the, the, the name of that in or the topic that you were there to speak on. Put something that's related to you and then you upload that to your website or you write a blog about it and upload the image into that blog. Google is going to rank that. The more of an online footprint that you have, the more Google is going to promote you without you spending a penny or a cent or a euro or a centime on advertising. So it's brilliant. Google will start promoting you. So all those images that you get up into your website or into your blog, all those images you're sharing on social media, Google is ranking that. So you're going to create a big footprint of demonstration, of social proof and of trust. The fifth thing is it's great practice. I've never come away from one of the hundreds, probably thousands now of interviews that I've spoken on without a new idea or an improvement to the way that I present my business or talk about my business. The more I talk about it, the clearer I get. The more you talk about yours, the clearer you're going to get, even though I already thought I was totally clear about what I was talking about. As I evolve, as I answer the questions that that people are asking me, my idea evolves, my business evolves, I stay relevant. I'm not just talking about the same things I was talking about 10 years ago. I'm totally relevant. I've got my finger on the pulse because I'm constantly speaking. It doesn't matter what show I'm on. I learn something from every single one. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've been on some shows where it's nothing to do with branding. We've been talking about burnout or mental health. Um, one show was a panel where I was... Um, It was like a a Dragon's Den type panel. And these kids were pitching for investment in their ideas. It was these schools that they were all competing against one another. And I was one of the dragons on this panel that was going to choose an idea and invest in the idea and back these kids. I mean, that was nothing to do with branding, but it was fun. I enjoyed doing it. And it was another brand building opportunity for me. It got my brand out there into the community. Did I do any business with any of them? No, but there were two people in the audience that said, absolutely love what you do. I need to recommend you to my friend. So no one in the audience was my dream client, but they they all had the ability to put me in touch with somebody that was. So 
as you evolve, as your idea evolves, as your business evolves, just by speaking your thoughts out aloud and trusting what's going to come out because you've lived your life, you've got the lived experience. So you're able to talk about things in a very easy way. You can just trust the fact you are not going to get a question that you cannot answer. If you do get a question that you think to yourself, I'm not really sure about whether I can answer this, just say to the host, you know what, that's a really good question. Can you ask me another question? And we'll circle back to that because that then buys you time to think about that. And also the audience on the other end know then that it's not scripted and that you're not just <laughs> you've not just got this list of questions and you're answering it, uh, you know, like a, a, a mouthpiece. You're an actual human being that's on the other end. And, you know, and that also demonstrates the interviewer as well. It makes them look good because it's like, wow, that's a really good question. So they feel good. That they've asked you a good question as well. I just want you to trust yourself. You are you're going to be brilliant every time you speak. Everything you say, it's always going to be the right thing as long as you get out of your own way and just trust that the right thing is going to move through you. The right message is going to move through you. The right voice is going to come through and it, and it will be your most authentic voice. Now, I mean, this is this is something that happens to me every single time. There's always something that I learn or there's always something that comes out of my mouth that surprises me. And I think, oh, that's really good. You know, I'm going to use that in my branding next time. You know, in reality, there's nothing that you can do that is not going to support you to look even more professional than to speak and to start getting your ideas out there. And that's my five, right? If that isn't enough to get you speaking at the opening of an envelope, then I don't know what is. Just start looking for speaking opportunities. Doesn't matter what they're related to. I'm sure there is something in your life that you can find the most tenuous link and just start talking about it. If there's a, a podcast on trauma, for example, they're talking about trauma and you're thinking, but I don't want to bring up all of my trauma. You don't have to bring up all of your trauma. You can just go to surface level events. As long as you think about the audience. Who is the audience? What can I say that's going to to help them to connect with me? It could be, in, you know, instead of going back into a real deep trauma, you might have just had a traumatic experience when a car backed into you, you know, and you could, you know, or something's happened. Somebody ran in front of you while you were driving or like, you know, it, it, it doesn't need to be massive levels of trauma that you go into. If you're having that conversation, you can just stay at a surface level or you can think about what are the you what are the experiences, the universal experiences that everybody goes through a bit like a comedian they share experiences that the audience can relate to and they think are funny don't they well you can do exactly the same thing you you have the power to go as deep or as high chunk as you want to now the third strategy that I want to talk about today is to challenge any negative self-talk when you don't feel like speaking up the negative self-talk can take over and it can make you doubt yourself significantly I want you to recognize when this happens. I want you to challenge those thoughts. And instead of telling yourself, oh my God, I'm going to sound stupid. No one's going to listen to me. I want you to remind yourself of all the times that you were successful when you spoke up, that you, when you shared your idea and people listened, when a positive outcome was a result of the fact that you opened your mouth and you shared something. I think that's a really important thing. Challenge those thoughts. A friend of mine, um, Stephen Conway, when I first started speaking, I remember him saying to me, um, uh, I was going to be speaking at an event and I was a little bit nervous. And I remember him saying to me, before you speak, 
think about your favorite song and just play it on repeat constantly in your head until you're called up to speak just keep playing that song in your head because a it will get you into the right energy because it's a song that you love b your conscious mind cannot be focused on fear when your unconscious is remembering the song (laughs) or vice versa right so your your um sorry yeah your conscious mind is so focused on singing the song and 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 playing the song over and over your unconscious just cannot get through that so uh, i thought that was a great tip right just play that song on a loop until you get called up to speak the fourth strategy is to use your body language now you already know this i'm sure Your body language can have a significant impact on how you come across when speaking up and it can have a significant impact on how you feel about even wanting to speak up. So when you stand tall, when you make eye contact, when you speak clearly, when you speak confidently, you're probably taking, uh, you know, really good breaths. You'll be feeling at ease. You'll be standing up straight. You'll be feeling in your power. And so you'll find it easy to to stand up and speak out. But if you're all hunched over and you're feeling like shit and you really don't feel like doing it, your body language is going to be instructing your mind on uh, to remember that it's meant to be feeling like shit and therefore it will keep repeating that it's just an ever decreasing circle so your body language really does have a significant impact on how you uh, get into that mindset how you get into that zone and of course it then has that impact when you're speaking so stand tall feel confident, take deep breaths, feel yourself grounding into the present moment. Remember, as I talked about what Gosha said to me at the beginning, feel your audience having the most amazing time. They're saying yes at all, uh, yes, and they're, they're laughing and they're getting involved and they're engaged at all the right points. You know, just take those breaths and feel into the power that you are bringing to the audience with your words. And that's going to make you want to get out there and speak. Now, I love to listen to my favorite songs. So I just mentioned what Steve said to me all those years ago. Um, If I'm going to be on a webinar, I don't just play it on loop in my head I actually play the song and I'll have a dance around and I get myself into a really high performing energy Tony Robbins talks about this he's got one of those bouncy little trampoline things and he jumps up and down on those and he he reaffirms uh, you know I'm strong I'm confident I've got this my message needs to be heard people in the audience are gonna change their life as a result of me showing up and he's saying these constant affirmations to himself that are really empowering and help him to just go out there he literally roars onto the stage doesn't he is this huge ball of energy it's because of the way he's spoken to himself before he goes out there and does it he gets his physiology and his mindset everything is singing from the same hymn sheet and then out he goes so I've got favorite songs I'll play uh, before I go and speak or I, I will have that that little internal loop going on in my head if I'm in a physical audience and I'm I'm looking at the, the heads of, you know, the backs of the heads of many hundreds or thousands of people and the lights are down. All I can see is the stage, but I can see this silhouette of all these heads and you're standing at the back ready to go up and get mic'd up. Uh, that can feel, you know, quite 
overwhelming and create some anxiety if you keep thinking about oh what if I forget my words and oh what if it goes wrong what if I trip up as I walk up on stage you know all the what ifs the things that never freaking happen right so you can play those loops in your head to just stop any of that self-talk the fifth and final strategy that I'm going to share with you today and I mentioned it in, in one of our other podcasts is to take small steps speaking up can be intimidating especially if you're not used to it So I want you to start small by speaking up in situations where you do feel comfortable. Maybe that's around the dinner table. It could be with friends or family. And as you gain confidence, you can gradually work your way up to speaking in more challenging situations. And remember, every time you speak up, you are building your confidence and you're improving your communication skills. Well, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and maybe it's given you something to think about the next time you need to step up and stand up and show up and speak fearlessly. Now, you can use these strategies to challenge yourself. You could challenge yourself every day to show up and speak up. You could do it once a week. It's totally up to you. The impact that you make is up to you. How visible you are is up to you. But there are going to be times, there are going to be challenges that come up that are going to get in your way, even feels like the odds are against you. Maybe the kids won't leave you alone. You rushed off your feet and you really don't feel like it. But it's when you don't feel like it that you need to do it even more. That's when it becomes even more of a challenge. I've even walked out of the house and gone into the car and recorded things from the car before because like the environment I'm in is just too noisy or I just cannot get my head around it I can't get my head into it Uh, you know or my husband's coming in he's making cups of tea or whatever it just totally distracts me and so I've taken myself up to the car before or I've gone into the bedroom and shut myself off (laughs) you know just to to be able to get my, my head in the game and and it really is true when you don't feel like it that's when you have to do it Now, by developing that clear intention, as we talked about at the beginning, by practicing, by challenging that negative self-talk, by doing all the things we've talked about today, you're going to be using your body language. You're going to be taking small steps. You're going to be able to communicate your thoughts and ideas with confidence and that confidence will keep growing and expanding. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If showing up and being more visible and building your brand is what you want to do most, then you don't need to do it alone. Remember, I run events all throughout the year that can help you to stop keeping all this in your head and actually come and share the experience with change makers and ripple makers, brand builders, people all over the world, uh, whether you join us physically or you join us online, head yourself over to onedropmovement.com forward slash programs. That's onedropmovement.com forward slash programs. I'll make sure I put the link in uh, in the, the description that goes with this episode. And you can go and check out what we've got coming up. You'll see what we've delivered recently. And uh, we're constantly updating the website. We've got different things that are running throughout the month. So you don't need to go through it on your own. And coming up on the next show, we're going to be discussing a topic that I believe holds too many entrepreneurs and business owners back from being more visible. So we're going to talk about how to deal with trolls and spammers because I I know a lot of people, they're like, yeah, but what if I speak up and somebody 
you know, trolls me or they spam me or, you know, you know, they say something that I don't like or they really, you know, try and show me up. What happens when that happens? So we're going to be talking about how to deal with trolls and spammers fearlessly when you're building your brand on social media. So if this is something that's been holding you back, look out for the next episode. We put two to three episodes out every single week. And if you haven't looked through the other episodes on this channel, go and have a look. Remember to give me a positive review so more people see the content that I'm making for you. And if you you've loved this episode, please do share it with someone that you know, someone that you love, someone you know who's building a business and you know they want to make a bigger impact. So share them in, uh, tag me in and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next show. Make it your mission to be the ripple of impact that you want to see in the world and I'll see you on the next show. Have an amazing day. Bye.